Blog Talk Radio. Slow down, touch your life. Don't you know there's friends to be found? Lift your eyes and see the world. Welcome. The Sunbury Press Author Show, sponsored by Sunbury Press, the trade publisher of books under 10 imprints, with over 250 authors and 600 titles under management. Sunbury Press books are distributed and sold worldwide wherever books are sold. I'm Lawrence Knorr, the president and CEO of Sunbury Press, and I have with me today Chris Fenwick, the director of Fiction Imprints, who heads the fiction side of the house. Chris, great to talk to you today. How are you? Hi, I'm good, Larry. Great to be here. Thanks. So we wanted to get together and talk about finding your fans. You wrote an article for our author's monthly newsletter recently, and it got a pretty good response. And I think it would be helpful if we talk about that, elaborate on that a little more. So maybe first, if you could kind of give us a, a summary of, of your thoughts about finding your fans, what, what you shared with us in the article, and then we'll go a little further. Sure, sure. So I think the the first thing is uh, when talking about uh, finding fans, there's a couple of ideas. First of all, especially new authors and and even experienced authors think they need to go out and uh, get the world's exist uh, uh, their interest and get the their books out to the to the masses. And that's that's really not correct. You you need to not forget about the masses. Forget about uh, you know, the world, just focus on a smaller group. And so we talked about a thousand fans in the article, and that's just a, you know, a, a mark in the sand. If you had a thousand fans, uh, you'd, you'd be selling books consistently and, uh, and you'd be happy. So the, the first idea is to get away from the masses and focus on a smaller, a smaller group of people, a smaller market. So, and the analogy, of course, I used in that article was, if you pour a gallon of uh, purple food coloring in the ocean, you're not going to even notice it. But if you take it to your local swimming pool, everybody's going to come out purple. And that's and kind they of might, the idea. They might you scream wanna... too. <laughs> <laughs> they might scream. They might scream. You want to. You want to. But you, you're going to have an effect for sure. <laughs> yeah. Which is what you're looking for. So that's the idea. Is uh, to instead of focusing on the masses, you know, find your local pool. Find your local. A group of people that are interested in the same thing as you're interested in or your topic of your book and uh, talk to them, find them and, and align with them. Yeah. So the, the first question coming out of most of the authors is, oh, that's great. But how do I find those thousand people? And I think about an example for myself as an author. Recently, I published uh, or republished one of my books called Gettysburg Eddie, the story of Eddie Plank. And what you're saying about the swimming pool, the local pool, uh, and finding fans really makes a lot of sense because what worked for me, now this is a nonfiction book, which is probably a little easier to find that pool, and we can talk about that. But uh, the the fans for Gettysburg Eddie, there happened to be a restaurant in Gettysburg called Gettysburg Eddie's. And people who were interested in the old Philadelphia A's, early baseball, Eddie Plank, you know, a famous citizen of Gettysburg, and Gettysburg also has a lot of people touring for the battle. 
they go through that restaurant and right there, uh, that guy is now selling dozens of books every month and I'm restocking them every other month. And there's some other local places down there in Gettysburg that, that are also picking up on the book. Now, of course, the book also sells more broadly, but there's a concentration there. And as an author, uh, that's a place where I go. It's nearby. And I did not write the book thinking about Gettysburg Eddie's, the restaurant. Now, that came later. So that that's an example of, uh, you know, hooking on a to great, a, a local group. Yeah, that's a great example. And that's a local pool. There's a local group that are interested in the same thing that you wrote your book about. And those examples are everywhere. The book I wrote, uh, The Hundredth Human, back in 2006 was about Mayan prophecies and the 2012 uh, end of the world Mayan prophecy was a fiction novel around that. Uh, that bit of interest, and uh, I found local pools all over the world. We sold that book. Uh, we shipped to New Zealand, to the Netherlands, to uh, Mexico, to Canada. I think it ended up to be 10 or 12 countries, but they were just small pockets of people around the world who were interested in the Mayan calendar. And, uh, yeah. you know, we went out, found them, and uh, introduced the book, and had lots of wonderful conversations online uh, with people all over the world about the same topic that the book was about. Yeah. So when I think about how did I, how did I reach out to my group? You know, in my case, I looked around on the web for Philadelphia athletics and Eddie Plank and didn't find a whole lot. And one of a couple of the groups were virtually defunct. You know, the Society for American Baseball Research was helpful. I made some connections there, but it was actually walking into that restaurant and meeting the people there and telling them what I was doing in person that led to the connections and even has me setting up at the local uh, historic baseball tournament that they hold in Gettysburg that's sponsored by the restaurant. So I'm going to set up at a table at this tournament that hundreds not thousands of people come to who like early baseball. And last year I signed a bunch of books and then it started to rain. So I had to, I had to leave, but this year they've invited me back and hopefully the weather holds. If it does, I would expect to sell dozens, if not a couple hundred copies just in one, you know, one Saturday morning into the afternoon. So well worth my time. But how did Absolutely. you, how did you find these people in New Zealand and the Netherlands? Maybe just kind of take us through what you recall, realizing it was some time ago, but I think a lot of the, the methods would still work today. Sure. Well, you know, the, that's the beauty of the Internet. You can find people uh, all over the world that uh, align with your, you know, interests or topic. So, uh, and that's the nice thing about, the the playing field has leveled quite a bit, and so you're able to to connect directly with fans. Whereas in the pre-internet days, it, you are more reliant on uh, PR and uh, lots of money, advertising money, and and big companies to try and get your word out. But now you can go find them yourselves. So I mean, I just found my list of of keywords that I that I knew. Uh, so having written a book on the Mayan prophecy, I was a bit of an expert on what the topic was, when, when, when the Mayans wrote this, what people said about it. And I, a lot of that backstory is in the book. So 
I knew all the keywords. I went out looking for those people, and uh, I found other authors. I found this one uh, fellow in uh, Mexico. He had passed away, but his widow was carrying on his work, and he was fascinated with the Mayan prophecies and, and talked about it on his blog and in his uh, travels. And we connected, and he, her and I became friends and, and conversed back and forth. She recommended my book on her website, and I recommended his stuff. And so um, just little stories like that all over the, the world. Uh, the guy in New Zealand, uh, he absolutely loved the topic and, and enjoyed the book. And he was, he, I think he put it in his uh, little shop down there. And so he ordered a case of, of books, maybe more than once. I can't remember. But um, it's just, just connecting with people that had the same interest. I also had a, a good mailing list, email list. And so um, I was putting out information all the time and people were putting out these information and we did promotions of each other's materials and books and uh you know i found a, a group of people that were interested in the same thing that's essentially really it yeah well, you make a good point there well you made a lot of great points but there was one in particular that i latched onto, which was when you were talking about how you started to collaborate and we also got repeat business and so it's one thing to discover the the pools out there, the many multitude of places that you could latch onto. It's another thing to to pull them in and make them part of whatever you're organizing and part of your messaging. So you you must have started to build a list. Um, maybe, maybe talk a little bit about how you you made them into repeat customers or how you made them into repeat recipients of your message. Um, well, that's about as easy as um, breathing for a human being, really, because if you can authentically communicate, now maybe that's not so easy for some people, I don't know, but you, you really just have to be yourself. You know, your mother always told you, be, just be yourself, honey. Well, that's really kind of it. It's you, you have to just be yourself. Don't, or you don't have to try to, um, you know, feign ex- expertise in any one area. We, the really, the, point to creating repeat business is creating relationship. So you just actually just make friends with people out there. And, you know, the level of friendship, you might not invite them over every weekend for a barbecue, but you're, you have topics of interest that you can collaborate on and, and discuss. And that's the same thing. A lot of people, when they're doing marketing, they think of this, you know, this blast mentality. You have to put information out and it's all a one-way street. And that really, nobody's interested in that name anymore. Um, if you think about the things that are coming into your inbox uh, on a daily basis, and even to your cell phone now on a daily basis, um, most of that stuff you ignore. It's only those ones that you've had, you're really aligned with the topics, or you have some kind of back and forth going on. And on those, you pay attention to. They they end up with the stars in your inbox or you, you follow up with or you respond to. And so you really have to just find those points of interest that create relationship with people out there. That's how you create, re- yeah. that's how you create fans and that's how you create repeat business. Well, I guess, yeah, no, I agree with you. And it's all about building the relationships. And uh, I guess as the, you know, we both have an IT background as well. And 
and I was thinking more from the tools perspective when I asked my question and you answered the question more from the human perspective, which is kind of funny. You know, me being more of the robot in my mind, thinking about what tools you would use. Um, but uh, I guess where I was going with it was, you know, you uh, obviously you're going to build an email list, but you, you really need to be more than that. You need, you need to have uh, a plan around those communications and, um, you know, building a what we call a platform uh, in the industry. Maybe we could talk a little more about that. Like I know you, you make the you made these sort of random serendipitous encounters based on your searches, and then you started to log them and build a sort of a database of emails and contacts. Um, maybe it was somewhat informal. Maybe it wasn't all that well organized. But if I'm an author and I start making some contacts, it's okay. You know, five, ten, twenty people. You can probably just create a group. But uh, you know, once it gets up to fifty, a hundred, now you're getting to your thousand fans. Uh, what do you recommend for how do you organize that? What's the best way to go about that? Oh, it's so much easier now than it even was in 2006 or 2010. Um, first of all, websites are practically free, and I'm not talking about you know really awful websites. I'm talking about nice looking uh, websites are free or next to free. And um, there's all kinds of Wix and Weeby and things like that that allow you to make pretty decent uh, websites and it doesn't cost you anything. Um, also, the same thing with email marketing services. There's all types of eye contact and constant contact. And, and uh, we're going to put out a list of those in our next blog uh, article. But things that tools that authors can use just starting out, usually for the first thousand subscribers, uh, it's free and doesn't cost anything to start a list. You put a little form on your website, people can can uh, sign up for your newsletter. So there's there's the logistics of it is you you know you you find the free tools first and you get things set up and you get them working correctly and then uh, you make sure the second part of that is making sure you put out interesting content that isn't all about selling your book. You want to put lots of different information in there that aligns with the uh, subject matter in which you're wanting to find your fan base. So anything from you know mysteries if you're writing a mystery to espionage to um, historical fiction to vampires to whatever it is you're writing you wrote your book about put that kinds of information all kinds of information in your communications in your email newsletter and on your site so that people can say when they come there oh well that's something that I'm interested in and they know right away that this might be somebody they're interested in uh, a point of note though about email subscribers the subscribers and I wrote this in the blog we just put out are not fans necessarily subscribers can come and go fans will stay so don't get all upset if your your subscriber base fluctuates quite a bit um, just tend to concentrate on putting out authentic content and eventually you'll end up with your fan base and that's I think the biggest point there is all these tools that are available, social media, email, websites, all, you want to use all of them. And they all take time, and yeah. I know that can be a little daunting to first-time authors. But just pace yourself. It's going to take time to create a 1,000 fans. So, you know, it's a step-by-step -step process, and you'll learn along the way. 
Yeah, so I was thinking about my own experience as you were talking, going back to the Eddie Plank book. And I have my own author website. I've also written or co- <clears throat> collaborated on over 20 different books. So my website is more than just Eddie Plank, excuse me. <clears throat> anyway, that that can become somewhat of a complicating issue, but can also be a great advantage in that, you know, the website and the number of books uh, might lure a number of different people, different interests. But when I think about the Eddie Plank book, talking about the sort of the ancillary or related information, one thing that I did, you know, in the book I talk about his childhood and when he was growing up, but I didn't get into the level of detail like I did one day when I decided to drive down to Eddie Plank's, where he grew up, to the farm where he grew up, and found a dirt road that led to his one-room schoolhouse. And it was a beautiful day in the fall, and I decided to drive slowly along this road and take some pictures and realized that this dirt road was probably pretty much like it was in 1890-something. And the one-room schoolhouse was at the end. Now, somebody was living in it, but the building was still intact. And so I wrote a blog about uh, – a blog entry about Eddie Plank and uh, my experiences on that path, you know, following in the footsteps and imagining him and his, his siblings and other kids in the neighborhood going up and down that road. And it got a pretty good response. And it was not, I mean, it, it mentioned at the end, oh, yeah, and by the way, there's a biography about Eddie Plank. But uh, right. people right. people who lived in that community, uh, people who were interested in Gettysburg area, uh, people who are interested in one-room schoolhouses, you know, they, they picked up on the, the blog entry and made some comments and who knows, maybe sold some more books. But that was an example of, you know, not saying buy my book, but adding some value or adding something of interest into the mix. Right. Uh, exactly. That's, there's whole fields now. There's webinars, there's uh, articles, there's books, all written about content marketing, which is the, the newest buzzword or phase or, or trend, it's, it's really not that new. Essentially, we're just saying forget about advertising, forget about trying to sell anything, and talk about what you know about and put information out about that. And um, so it's it, content marketing. Put out things that are about the subject uh, that you wrote about. And also, I think the second part of that relationship is make sure there's a way for your subscribers or the people that your content goes out to, to contact you back. And that, that can be daunting to some people think, well, I don't know what I'm going to do with, you know, people start talking to me, talking back, but that's kind of the, the business model we're in these days. You have to be able to, unless you're a best-selling author and you're getting a million responses uh, a week and you can't keep track of it you should have a way for your readers to express back to you what they thought of your content and um and even one of the best authors today elizabeth gilbert who wrote eat pray love and several other best-selling novels and her latest one just came out and she's doing you know bang up job about it um on social media she puts out a post Content marketing, she'll put out something that just is something that she ran into on her travels, and she'll mention her book, and she receives thousands of comments 
in social media. And for the first hundred or so, she actually responds to them. And she doesn't have to. And it's her. So that's just, she's, she's, you know, she's doing a great job of creating relationships with her fans. And uh, that's what you got to have to sign up for if you really want to be successful now. Yeah, so at a, at a minimum on your website, having a how to contact the author, it can, you can still yeah. do it uh, with a lot of privacy because it can just be a uh, an info sort of email that uh, they don't have to know your actual email address. It can come directly off your website. And of course, if you're in social media and you're you're also interacting on those platforms. Um, you know, there's a lot of possibilities there to, to directly communicate back and forth with posts. Um, I guess, um, you know, the the analogy I was thinking about was more, you know, we talk about the World Wide Web, the Internet, like a web. And you're, you're sort of talking about building a, a web of your ideas and content and your relationships in that each of your posts that you put out there, each of the books that you publish, everything that you're putting out online is another opportunity for someone to discover you. So every opportunity is like, like a web, a string in that web. Right. And that, that could bring you into the rest of the content. And that's why I think having an author website with a blog gives you that, that opportunity to draw people in with related content that then brings them to you and, you personally and to your books, to your work. So yes, uh, I know. Absolutely. I don't know if you had any thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, there's there's the whole idea that so back in the day, uh, beginning of the World Wide Web, it, uh, search engines were not as sophisticated as they are now. Google and and other search engines have become very sophisticated in their algorithms, and uh, we knew it wasn't sophisticated, so we were kind of able to stack the decks, as they say in your own favor. So you could put on your website the same word like 40 times and, and you would get more search engine results or people coming to your site because, you know, that, that word was repeated or you could, you could hide keywords in the background and that would get picked up by the search engines. Today, none of that works. They actually, the search engines are so sophisticated that if you're not putting out original contact, content continually, then you don't you don't get recognized very well. You can't you can't um, you know stack the deck in your favor. You have to actually do the work and put out good content consistently. And then the other part of that, and something we haven't talked about, but I think it's worth mentioning. Although you know this could take a while, and, and it, again, it's a time factor. It's going to take some time to find those influencers out there. But if you have if you find somebody that's in your field, in your subject matter, in your uh, expertise, what your book is about, that is doing better than you, and you can align with them in some way, and they link back to you, that also gets you a good search engine uh, uh, ranking. And not only that, it gets you access to their fan base. So that's another way to build your fan base is by aligning with others who have different fan bases or larger fan bases than, than yours and kind of uh, doing some reciprocal marketing there. Yes. And that, that, I think that's really sort of the, the next step and what you hope for as you build your, your local swimming pools, wherever they may be, or your small pools, 
maybe, hopefully, at some point, one of those small pools, an influencer is in that small pool that becomes aware of you or you become aware of them and you you get that boost from their larger base. And it's not like you're stealing their fans. It's more like you're adding to um, right. and expanding their right. opportunities, too. It should always be a win-win. So. Absolutely, and I would encourage new authors, don't go looking for the bestseller guy or gal. Look for look for those that are just just bigger than you. Um, you know, they've just had they've been out for a few years and they have several more books than you or um, you know, they're going to be they're going to be happy to to do some reciprocal marketing with you. Uh, to because they're still building their brand and their and their um, platform, so don't try and get you know somebody's attention that's so big that you they probably aren't receiving their emails personally. Yeah. Go after those that are just a little bit larger. And um, I mean, if you if you know somebody that large, great, more power to you. But chances are you don't. And so um, find those that are that are just just bigger than you. And are still approachable and would be happy to help uh, do some reciprocal marketing. Ah, so a lot of new authors that I've encountered come up to me and say, "How can I hook Oprah on my book?" <laughs> so that's sort of, that's sort of like shooting for the moon. So I get you. So instead of going for Oprah, go for somebody who's writing about similar things to you that has a larger audience. Maybe it's just a slightly larger audience. Maybe it's even an audience of the same size. But it multiplies yeah. what you have by two, and uh, exactly. So there's a, you know, collaboration will have its benefits. Hey, we're for sure. We're actually down to, we are down. Actually, I use the word actually. <laughs> As an editor, I should edit that back out. Uh, four minutes to go here, so we should probably recap. If I'm a new okay. author, I'm a brand new author, and I. I'm kind of clueless at what to do, where to start. What would you say are the first steps? Take us through the steps again. Sort of summarize what we talked about. Well, first steps are forget about the masses. Think about what your what your expertise is, what your book's about, and start looking for those small uh, pools to to address. Um, if you're sometimes it's local, sometimes it's it, it's not local. It could be online, but I encourage you to look for local. Even a murder mystery can find. Uh, local mystery diner dinners and and theaters going on in my little town in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. There's I think three different um, mystery dinner theaters going on at any one time. Uh, so there's there's always small pockets of groups that you can find. Look for local if you can. If not, then uh, go online and find those. Make sure you've got your your author website and you've got your email list set up and your form on there and you're putting out emails that are interesting and have content in them and aren't just about selling and then be open to feedback so make sure you have a contact a way for people to contact you and start a conversation and have uh, create relationships with your fans and make sure you pace yourself it's going to take time it isn't a get it doesn't happen overnight it's going to take time yeah, it certainly does. And, you know, the other point I think is you, know, you should probably start before you're even done with your book uh, as far as like the, the uh, production side of your book. 
So once your book's written and you're starting to get into the editing and production, uh, it's a good time to start then. And if you haven't started then and your book's out, maybe your book's been out a year. <laughs> Still, you know, don't wait. Get started. Um, yeah, get started. started. On it. And it's, it's, a, it's a lot of work as an author to do that, and it's probably one of the most important things you need to do as an author. So Absolutely. In our, the other thing in is, our don't final, forget, go ahead. write another book. That's another, the, another yeah. best thing to do is write another book. Keep writing. In our final minute, give us an idea of what you're writing for next month's Authors Monthly. What do you, what do you see so covering So I think we're going to get, we are, we're going to get into the tactics. So how to do the website, what to put on the website, what to put in your email, uh, more about the services available and, and have lists, uh, social media. I don't know if we'll get into that in great detail, but that's coming also in at least the one after that. We'll talk about social media and some of the best ways to use social media. Uh, there's a lot of hype about it. I think there's some do's and don'ts in that area as well. Well, I'll not only be participating in that, but I'll be listening and learning too, because that is that is changing all the time. And and uh, I'm not even sure today what the most effective ways are to use social media. So looking forward to that. This has been the Sunbury Press Authors Show. I'm Lawrence Knorr, and I've been with Chris Fenwick, our director of Fiction Imprints. We've been discussing Finding Your Fans. Thank you for joining us. See you next time. Thanks, Larry. Great.